Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour. (laughs) Bonjour. I love saying that. And I love sometimes when I go somewhere that uh, people will say to me, Bonjour, (laughs) because they know that's how I begin my podcast. And I'm so happy to join with you now and transcend time and space so we can be together and rise above the battlefield, rise above all the experience of lack, attack, limitation, and separation. Ah, yeah, it looks like it's time to pray. So let's place our hand on our heart and give thanks and be so grateful and thankful that our life is the life of God. Our mind is the mind of God. Our heart is the heart of God. Our very hand is the hand of God. And we are choosing to be God-centered, God-focused, God-fueled one source and one supply, and we're willing to recognize that we don't have to get anything. We are it. And so we are grateful to recognize this in our brothers and sisters as well as ourselves. We're giving up any sense of lack, any sense of limited supply, We are willing to transform our awareness by the renewing of our mind, and we are grateful and thankful to claim ourselves as being in the flow of the all good. We're opening ourselves to receive. We begin by receiving insight and clarity and inspiration and intuition, and we are grateful and thankful to call it forth to accept it and receive it. We share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In gratitude, we let it be, and so it is. Amen, 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 amen. So first I'll begin by sharing that for a long time I really lived in a lack mentality, a limitation mentality, On the surface, it didn't seem as though I had a poverty consciousness because I was always dreaming big, but those dreams were often fantasies in which the body was the hero of the dream. And so in my fantasies, I was very successful. In my fantasies, there was abundance and prosperity and success, but In my experience, in my actual life, not in my fantasy life, but my actual life in this world of form, uh, I ran into an experience of lack and limitation all the time. And I experienced it, yes, in my finances, but certainly not just there. I don't know who it was that said, the way you do anything is the way you do everything. But there's a great amount of truth to that. And so as I began to really wake up to how focused on lack and limitation I was, I began to see that I was poisoning every area of my life by thinking thoughts of lack, attack, limitation, and separation. And so one of the recommendations that I make, I remember speaking about this in Living a Course of Miracles some years ago, and I've probably talked about it somewhere in this podcast, hard to remember after 400 and some episodes, but I encourage you to really allow yourself to recognize what you're thinking. This is what we do in Masterful Living. We get 
really clear about what are we thinking. And you can tell the type of thoughts you're having by what you're seeing on the screen of your life. So if you're experiencing lack and limitation in your workplace, you're, you're not feeling enthusiastic, you're not feeling inspired, you're not feeling that flow of inspiration, you are probably thinking thoughts of lack, attack, limitation, and separation, and those are interrupting the flow. And in this world... What we think about, we bring about. And so when we're... Now, I would like to add a caveat to that because sometimes people experience tremendous tragedy. Their child dies. I'm thinking about that uh, this morning because uh, we're offering our first class on grief coming up this week and uh, very excited about that, having a grief support group. And this grief class, which is being led by Jesse Brun Huran, and I'm going to see him this week. I'm traveling uh, today, actually, to California, and I'm going to get to see Jesse uh, later this week. And Jesse is, uh, he's been a guest on the show, and he is someone I know very well. We co-founded a spiritual community in Los Angeles together 10 years ago. It's still going strong. And we met through when he took my Finding Freedom class. And so I trained him as a minister. Now he trains ministers. And when he first came to Finding Freedom, he was experiencing a great sense of lack and limitation And he did that curriculum many times. He did Masterful Living many years. And he transcended that limited thinking. And one of the the main things that he... I remember in that first Finding Freedom, which I think was either... Yeah, it was in 2008. He was... I think in the very first Finding Freedom class, and he had a deep desire to really be successful uh, as a chef on television. And soon he got a show on the Food Network, and then he got a show on Oprah's Network. And the, the other main thing because he had goals in all areas of his life. So that was one of, those were some of his career goals. And then he, and he also wished to become a spiritual teacher. And I ended up helping him do that. And then another really super important goal to him was he wanted to get married and he wanted to have a family. And, uh, when I see him this week, I'll be visiting him, his husband, and their two children. And uh, But going back to the grief class, uh, which is wonderful. It's so wonderful when people manifest their heart's desires. But they do have to eliminate these thoughts of lack and limitation. Because otherwise, if you're thinking lack and limitation all day long, you're going to experience lack and limitation. So... Jesse and his husband, their um, son, their first child, uh, didn't live past about six months and had a freak experience of a disease and passed away. The doctors thought it was a flu. They kept bringing their child back to the hospital. The doctors kept saying it's just a really bad flu, but it wasn't. And... Things like that happen in life. Is that the result of lack and limitation thinking? I don't think so. We don't know what anything is for. We don't know what is the exact purpose to every experience that we have, except it is to open our heart and 
revive our mind so that we get in alignment with the Holy Spirit's way of thinking. Sometimes people, I think of Helen Keller, right? Deaf, blind, mute, in a sensory world, but in a sensory prison. And through the love of her parents, particularly her mother, she was able to get the help she needed to unlock her genius. But she had to be willing to do it. And she had a great teacher in Annie Sullivan because Annie had been in a similar situation, understood Helen's frustration, and had profound compassion for it, and was not willing to enable her. So Helen was born in the world of form, or actually I believe she had some childhood illness, that's right, that caused her um, loss of those senses. Um, But she had this tremendous genius, tremendous brilliance and genius to be unlocked. She was to be a teacher for the whole world and all humanity. Same with Jesus the Christ. He was crucified to teach us about the eternal nature of life, that he could be seen by his family and his students, his loved ones and his friends, murdered on the cross, and yet he was risen. We all have lessons to teach and lessons to learn, and we don't know precisely what anything is for, and that's our liberation. When we're in a lack and limitation consciousness, we think we know what everything is for sometimes, or we know what many things are for. And so we're labeling them as lack and limitation because we think we know what they're about. Uh, I first got a real awareness of my consciousness one day after taking science of mind courses, I got the flu and I was homesick with a bad flu and I heard myself saying to myself, I'm so sick, I'm miserable, this is horrible, these kinds of thoughts and going on and on and on about my suffering. Finally, I heard myself. Finally. And then I said, Oh, I need to change my tune in order to hear the truth. Because like attracts like. I am attracting more misery with my thoughts of misery. I must change my thinking in order to change my experience. And so I began to think, I'm getting better. I'm feeling better. I am returning to health. I am having a clearing. I'm having a healing. I'm feeling so much better. I'm so grateful for this day off. I'm resting my mind. I'm renewing my mind by relaxing and resting. I don't need to do anything except rest and relax right now. What a blessing this is. I feel so blessed by it. So I'm going to invite you right now, especially if you have a pen and a paper or you can make notes in your phone or something like that. Think of an area in your life where you feel as though you're experiencing limitation, you're feeling stuck, you're feeling prevented from having the life you'd like. Think of an area in your life where you feel a profound sense of lack. Feel like there's 
a block. You can't find it to remove it. Everybody's got areas like this in their life. Me too. Consider that. And then begin to look at your thoughts. Really look at them. I do feel and recommend you begin to write them down. And every time that you find a new one, write that one down. Keep a list of them. Many people won't do this level of work. They don't really wish to know what's actually going on. They'd rather continue than have to do the work. They tell themselves, oh, I've done that. It doesn't really help. Or I don't want to think about that now. I'll do that later. And this is the thing I notice with many folks in Masterful Living is they get very excited about doing the work and sharing the results with me, with each other. And that's the thing that makes a difference with the encouragement and the company. They begin to actually do the work. Not just talking about it, not just reading about it, but and not even just thinking about it, but actually doing it, writing things down, looking at the consciousness and clearing the awareness of the thoughts of lack, attack, limitation, and separation. So we're getting out in front of our pain and suffering to have it be transformed, have it be resolved and dissolved permanently back to the root cause so we never experience it again. When we write down the thoughts, it's also a way of purging them. Because when you write them down, if you write them in your phone, take notes in your phone, a lot of people take notes in their phone, I sure do, uh, transfer them to a piece of paper, and you can have a burning bowl ceremony. Uh, If you have prayer partners, if you have a study group, maybe you could have a conversation about these thoughts and help others to identify their thoughts of lack and limitation. Because sometimes it can be quite surprising how insidious the thoughts of lack and limitation are. That they are uh, all over the place. I know, for instance, uh, I've been doing yoga since the 90s. And... When I first started taking yoga, I would see, I was living in Hollywood. I went to the Crunch Gym on Sunset and uh, Crescent Heights, Laurel Canyon. And that was two blocks from my house. And so I uh, would go to the gym three, four times a week, five times a week, six times a week. But many times I would take yoga classes. Hatha yoga, kundalini yoga, anasara yoga, lots of different yoga classes. And when I first started getting into yoga, the teachers would say, okay, we're going to do handstands. And I'd think, I can't do a handstand. My arms aren't strong enough. And then I started to say, wait a minute. What are these thoughts of lack, attack, and limitation? No, thank you. So I started to say, I can do that. But today, I think I'm going to try something else. So I would affirm, I can do that. I can do that. And I've seen people who just make that one little thing of changing from I can't do it to I can do it. And sometimes with some people within days, they can actually do it. I know people have told me stories that they flip that switch in their mind from I can't to I can, and pretty soon they actually could. Because it all starts in consciousness first. Think of the astronauts and the Olympic athletes 
that visualize everything before they accomplish it. Well, if they can use spiritual tools like that, so can we. So this is not fantasy, this is visualization. Many times when people are experiencing lack and limitation, poverty consciousness in their finances and things like that, they are looking at their finances all the time and experiencing lack, not enough. I had a counseling client that had a pattern of as soon as they, one of their major issues was debting and feeling that there wasn't enough money. And they went to uh, a program. They started doing Debtors Anonymous. And it was very helpful to them to get real, actually look at what was going on in the patterns and the beliefs. And in the, in the work that we were doing together in counseling, we were focusing on looking at some of these patterns as well. And one of the things that was realized was that when my client would get, let's say, extra work as a, an actor, a model, a singer, a dancer, whatever it was, and get an extra, let's say, thousand bucks, it, they weren't comfortable until they'd spent it. They just start looking around, how can I spend it, how can I spend it? And that's how it can be sometimes with lack and limitation. We don't actually feel comfortable with any amount of abundance or prosperity, any amount of safety net. It's, it's because the comfort is in the discomfort. The discomfort is so familiar and so long-standing that if there's a sense of, oh, I have a cushion now, then it's really uncomfortable. They have to get rid of that cushion immediately. Some people do this in relationship. They experience lack and limitation in relationship. They might get into a relationship with a wonderful person and they have to start tearing it apart until the person rejects them and get out of the relationship because they are not comfortable in the flow of love. We all have crazy wackadoo ego patterns that we're healing. Nobody's is more sweet smelling than somebody else's, uh, but we all have, have them. And we're all doing our part in consciousness. So rather than compare, compare and despair, instead let's hold each other high and know that uh, I know for you that you're dissolving and resolving the patterns of lack, attack, limitation, and separation that you're experiencing for the good of all. And I am doing what I'm doing for the good of all. And together, we're going to get her done, like Larry the Cable Guy. Let's get her done. And I am grateful that I've had the false beliefs and experiences that I've had and I'm grateful for the healing that I have had because it's meant a lot to me to be able to share and support others in their healing and had I not had many of the challenges that I had I wouldn't have the the richness to teach from so I've taken my pain and I continue to do this taken my pain and transformed it into the gold, into the diamonds, into the true treasure of healing. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I, In fact, I'd like to take just a moment here and say thank you to all the people who have written reviews of this podcast. It means a lot to me that you do that, and it's very helpful. For those who are on iTunes, there are two podcasts. There's the archive and then the more current shows. So I'd like to just 
read this review that Crystal Schiller wrote. She says, couldn't live as joy-filled as I am without this beautiful healing talk. I'm forced with relationship challenges after a decade of doing A Course in Miracles, and this podcast is helping me to dig much deeper into truth. What a service you offer to this world with your healing words. Thank you, Jennifer. And Crystal, it is my pleasure. I thank you for writing the review. The more people that write reviews, the more people that the podcast services will show uh, this broadcast to them. And so I thank you for that. You're helping me to share A Course in Miracles with people all over the world. And a big thanks, too, to everyone who donates. I invite you to consider making a recurring monthly donation of any amount. It really helps us to produce this podcast and put on the free classes. So thank you, thank you, thank you. It's time for me to take a break. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio, where we're living the love, we're walking the talk, and I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. And we're back. Thanks for joining me. (laughs) Yes. I'm so grateful for this topic about lack and limitation because I used to be a debtor. And I was sharing in Masterful Living class just yesterday we're working on uh, prosperity, abundance, lack and limitation thinking. And I was sharing that I had the good fortune to be able to pay off all my debt. And then because I didn't shift my consciousness, this was a long time ago, because I didn't shift my consciousness, I just recreated the debt times three so many people are terrified by debt. Many people are terrified at the experience of lack and limitation they're having. And the thing to understand is that the lack and limitation they're experiencing is not happening to them. It is happening by them. If it were happening to them, they might not be so afraid. So, for instance, uh, sometimes I have a really big bill and I wonder how it'll get paid, but I don't have fear around it. I used to have fear around those things, but I don't anymore because I've shifted my consciousness into a consciousness of being in the flow. And I'm learning all the time. I am so learning all the time. And I'm grateful for every bit of learning and the ability to pass it on. So my invitation to you is to recognize that every time there's a sense of fear, a sense of dread, a sense of upset, that that's a place where there can be a healing. Right there. It's like if you had a pain in your mouth, right? Your teeth, there was pain. Oh, there could be a healing there. Could have some dental work, clear that up. And then you've had a healing, the pain will go away. That's been my experience with lack and limitation. I still have uh, financial learning and issues uh, on a regular basis, but it doesn't cause me pain and suffering. I'm not frightened and worried. I am in faith and in trust that the script is already written and that something is being healed and transformed. I'm learning something that I can share and that will bring benefit to everyone, whether I 
uh, am speaking it where they can hear it or not because our minds are joined, everyone will benefit. So that's that realization is one that I carry into my daily prayer work all the time. And it feels so valuable to be able to recognize that Every choice I make can be a healing choice, not just for me, but for everybody. And that's being truly helpful. Let go of everyday worries and find your calm with positive prayer from Silent Unity, the newest in voice activated technology available on any Alexa enabled device like the Amazon Echo. Each prayer and meditation on positive prayer will help strengthen, guide and comfort you. To enable it, just say, Alexa, open positive prayer. You can ask for a specific prayer on topics like healing, prosperity, and comfort. Give it a try today. There is a benefit to everything if we're willing to see it, to recognize it, to receive it. So that's another aspect of lack and limitation thinking that I learned very well is how receptive are you? How receptive are you? I realized, oh, wow, as I started to look at all my thoughts and my lack and limitation thoughts, I realized I am not very receptive I have difficulty receiving even a compliment, and so do a lot of other people. One of the things, the patterns that people have is they're self-deprecating. They put themselves down, and sometimes they do it in a way to get people to laugh at them or with them. They say things like, oh, what an idiot I am. I'm so stupid, um, or to say that their gifts and talents aren't very much. Well, any time that we're attacking ourselves, we're in lack and limitation thinking. Thinking that we lack genius, and none of us does. Thinking that we lack lovability, and none of us does thinking that we're unworthy of love and none of us is. So the lack and limitation thinking is, it leads us to a greater sense of unworthiness. Let's write these thoughts down. Let's purge them. Let's give them to the higher Holy Spirit self for healing and let them be healed back to the root cause, the original thought of lack and limitation, relinquishing all sense of lack and limitation, not just in our own awareness, but in the one mind. Because all sense of lack and limitation, all lack and limitation thinking is an expression of separation thinking, which all separation thinking leads to a sense of unworthiness. If we feel unlovable and unworthy of love, well, golly gee, what are we going to do? We are going to manifest and demonstrate all kinds of lack and limitation. So I invite you to write down where are you experiencing the lack and limitation in your life. And if you have my forgiveness letter, start writing forgiveness letters to yourself for thinking these thoughts, for believing that there's not enough, for believing that you're not enough. We truly must forgive ourselves this kind of debting, the Deading of the lack and limitation thinking. Think of the Lord's Prayer. Forgive us this day. No, that's give us this day. <laughs> we forgive our debt, debts and our debtors. Right? So 
we've got to put ourselves at the top of that list. So what is true forgiveness? True forgiveness is releasing the meaning we made of it. Oh, speaking of true forgiveness, uh, that's a perfect lead-in. My Forgive and Be Free class, my three-part class, starts this week. If you can't join me live, you can get the replays. We're going to do live broad uh, breakouts so that you can really get the full effect, maximum effect for this class. Uh, it's a low-cost class, and it gives you an opportunity to do some really deep work before the holidays. Get this forgiveness work done so that you can be that fulcrum point of healing in your family. I invite you, please, to... You don't have to do my class. I just did a free class. Uh, You're welcome to it. It's called Forgive Me, Here Come the Holidays. And then, of course, I have my How to Get Over It class that's also free. So, But if you'd like to dig in and do this work with me, come join me. Come join us in the ministry as we're doing this release of lack and limitation thinking, poverty, consciousness, unlovability. And then I have an uh, undoing unworthiness class in December to help us really clear out a lot more of these belief systems before the end of the year so we can feel really inspired as we begin 2020. I love that. It's a great time to do this work also because that Christ light is coming into the awareness of many people in humanity. And I believe that there is a lot more support in the invisible as we move towards thinking about Jesus and his life and what he gave to us, that this is a time of transformation and let us use all that energetic in the invisible to help us lift up and transform it's magnificent what we can do the body itself is experienced as a means of limitation or it can be if we're identified with it so one of the great things we have to work with every day is just our own belief about the body is being limited. So every day, like I was talking about um, in my yoga class, that I could focus on lack and limitation and lack of ability and how, you know, I used to take yoga with um, models and movie stars. So uh, the opportunity to compare and despair was there, but I wasn't interested in that. I was interested in healing my mind about the body and taking that opportunity. So I'm going to share something. Um, There's wonderful sections on the body that are very helpful about the body being the means of communication. Chapter 8, we're going to look at chapter 8, section 7, paragraph 14 where Jesus tells us, you are not limited by the body, and thought cannot be made flesh. Thought cannot be made flesh. Yet mind can be manifested through the body if it goes beyond it and does not interpret it as limitation. So we can learn to manifest through the body if we're not seeing the body as the limit of our experience, we can recognize that our mind is vast. We can open up the vastness of the mind. Uh, Many people, all of us pretty much, we have placed veils uh, or blocks to love in our mind and they are experienced as limitation in our life. They are these beliefs. So the thoughts that we're thinking belie the beliefs. The thoughts that we're thinking let us know what the beliefs are. 
So this is why it's so valuable to pay attention to our thoughts. They're telling us what our beliefs are. He says here, whenever you see another as limited to or by the body, you are imposing this limit on yourself. So another way of saying to have, give all to all. If you would like to experience the unlimited, unprecedented, infinite experience of the one mind, of love, of light, of divine goodness, abundance, prosperity, then look not upon your brothers and sisters as being in lack and limitation. Because to have, give all to all. Yes, 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 yes. So this is very important too. Do we look at our brothers and sisters and see them as lacking in talent, lacking intelligence, lacking goodness, lacking anything? We have to remember this is an illusion or we all experience that lack and limitation ourselves because we share the same mind. So this is another thing you can make start to make a list of who are you seeing as limited? I I notice that one of the most common things for all of us is sometimes to look at the ones we love the very most and the ones we'd like to help the very most. Many times I have counseled parents who are intensely fearful about their children and their constant replay in their mind is the lack and limitations of their child not energizing that their child is one with the infinite and that the power and the presence of God is awake and alive in them because it doesn't appear to be it doesn't appear to be I know one of the challenges I've had over the years in hiring people and working with people is uh, it's very easy for me to see the potential in people, to see their their amazing potential. But if they're not willing to see their potential, they are challenged to access it. So my job is to, A, keep holding that high watch of energizing that they are accessing it, that it's easily accessible, that it's uh, the, their gifts, their talents, their awareness, all of that is expanding beautifully, magnificently, and they have what it takes. And not look at people with lack attack, limitation, separation, thinking. This is challenging because the the way that we're often raised is by people who are focused on lack and limitation, focused on separation. So this can be very challenging. My parents were raised by people who were young in the Depression. And so there was a lot of experience of lack and limitation. One of the things that had happened was people had become focused on hoarding and the acquisition of wealth. These people who were tremendously wealthy Uh, particularly in the oil business, tremendous wealth uh, accumulated and a loss of perspective happening and people making false idols of wealth and money. And you can think of, they're called the robber barons and this opulent lifestyle one of my favorite books is F. Scott Fitzgerald's The Great Gatsby and uh, it's kind of an ode to the prison of money and wealth and affluence that 
it can be for some people. For other people, it's uh, a whole different experience. Some of the wealthiest people in the world are tremendous philanthropists, and they are doing extraordinary work and foundations and being truly helpful and teaching uh, about money. And then other people are hoarding it, temptation to hoard it, to move beyond sufficiency. And then we can ask ourselves, well, are we thinking that our safety lies in the money? Because I've seen this time and time again, that people who think their safety lies in the money have an experience of unpleasantness. And the underlying fears will get triggered. And they will have challenging money experiences that will bring to their awareness what their thoughts are. Many, many times people think that the answer to their problems is money, right? So what does that mean? And I invite you just right now to just think, where are you thinking the answer to your problem is money? Where are you thinking that the answer to your problem is money? The answer is not money, it's a shift in consciousness. And all that the shift in consciousness requires is willingness and a true desire to experience that shift in consciousness. To know the truth that liberates us from lack and limitation. That's the antidote to money problems. The antidote to money problems is not money. Remember I said that I paid off all my debt? I thought my debt was huge. I paid it all off. And then uh, 10 years later it was tripled. Because I didn't shift my consciousness. But then I did. It got my attention. And I said, enough. Enough, enough. And I can share with you that before I started teaching forgiveness, so back in the 90s, because I started teaching forgiveness in 2000, uh, almost 20 years ago, and people would say sometimes that forgiveness and lack and limitation thinking are related, that forgiveness is the cure. I couldn't see that. I couldn't make that connection. It wasn't until I had my own experience of being really upset about money and what I thought someone had done to me, and then I finally realized, oh, the person I'm really mad at is myself. That's the one I'm really mad at, and I'm going to forgive myself. And once I moved into that place, then with that true forgiveness, releasing the self-attack, the self-judgments, the debt went too, and it hasn't returned. And that's a wonderful gift. So lack, limitation, forgiveness, unworthiness, they are all part of the same pattern. And the pain and suffering that we experience in all of this lack, limitation, attack, separation, poverty, debting, uh, hoarding, all of these different thought patterns, they all are healed through true forgiveness, which is an expression of self-love because true forgiveness is relinquishing the judgments and the meaning we made of it. And sometimes it's very hidden 
because we don't really want to look at it. Because we've built our identity around these things. It takes great willingness to really change and shift our self-identity, our self-perception. But it's so doable. It just takes that great willingness. It doesn't take things in the world of form to line up. First, we switch our consciousness and then the world lines up. And that's what this is saying in A Course in Miracles. It says, Whenever you see another as limited to or by the body, you are imposing this limit on yourself. Are you willing to accept this? When the whole purpose for learning should be to escape from limitations. Are you willing to accept limitations when the whole, your whole purpose for learning should be to escape from limitations. So we're not limited by the body. Yet the mind can be manifested through the body if it goes beyond it and does not interpret it as limitations. So body is a great place to start. And I truly believe that those who are experiencing illness, extreme illness, they are in it to win it. Yes. And I am grateful for the lessons they teach me. It's about time to wrap this up. Uh, I've got my Forgive and Be Free class coming right up here. I just did the Forgive Me class so many opportunities. The grief class is coming up. The unworthiness class is coming up. Check out all the details at jenniferhadley.com on the events page. And Masterful Living Registration is opening for 2020. If you think this is your year to do Masterful Living coming up, I welcome you. I encourage you to make uh, an appointment to do an exploratory call and see if it's right for you this year. And it's going to be a kick-ass year. That is for sure. I am on fire right now. So, ah, let's speak a word of prayer here as we bless ourselves and our brothers and sisters who are helping us to relinquish all thoughts of lack, attack, limitation, and separation. We partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self to get her done. In gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone. We let it be, and so it is. Amen, amen, amen. Have a great rest of your week. I love you. Mwah.